Hi, I'm Ms. Filer, and welcome to the Pivoters Podcast 10 minute interviews with micro business owners who are innovating during COVID 19. Be inspired and get great ideas to help your business at this time. Let's get into it. Welcome, Rebecca Assis, to the Pivoters Podcast. Delighted to have you here. Thank you, Miriam. It's great to be here. To start with, why don't you tell us about your businesses? I have a range of businesses across um, Singapore and Australia. In Australia, I have a group called Escape Hunt. We're a franchisee group of escape room businesses. So we own and operate the one in Sydney and we've sub-franchised across the other major states in Australia. Separate from that, but quite related, we've also set up recently Virtual Room. Virtual Room is essentially an escape room, but using virtual reality. So we've set that up in Sydney, um, in Singapore, and most recently in Melbourne. Now, all these businesses are physical experiences? Yes, they are. So they're called what is known as location-based entertainment. So it's all about going to an entertainment experience at a location that is not your own home, so somewhere out and about. So how did you feel when you were forced to shut your doors as a result of lockdowns both in Australia and in Singapore? I mean, yeah, it was it was shocking. Like literally my income went from a quite a reasonable income I was earning from the businesses to zero overnight. So it was like a, a complete shutdown. It started in Australia first. We were holding on with Singapore. We were visited by the police um, early in April and just told to shut the doors. We thought we might be able to get around it because our activity is quite safe with virtual room people are in their own individual rooms and we could do the social distancing measures. Um, but yeah, everything was gone overnight. Um, it was particularly tough for our business in Melbourne. We've just invested and opened that in December. So there's a huge amount of capital investment that's gone into that, that um, and the business has never really had a chance to even get off the ground. So the other three businesses had essentially paid themselves off, um, but Melbourne was a brand new one. So yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's super tough, like just everything gone. Now this show is all about businesses that pivot during the COVID crisis. Uh, how did you cope emotionally with the situation enough to be able to figure out a new way forward for your business? So dealing with homeschooling and my husband suddenly having to work from home, and there was just a lot going on. Everything in our lives changed. You know, we're very social people as well. We had lots of travel. I was actually stuck in New Zealand and I had to escape out of that. That was probably my most most emotional day. Like our Australian businesses had shut at that point and I literally had to escape out of New Zealand before the lockdown in Singapore and I completely lost it on the plane, like just burst into tears. And I'm not that sort of a person. I'm quite cool, calm, collected most of the time, but I just... Yeah, it, it was so overwhelming, just the pressure from all fronts, um, I think. Because we've had um, a lot of change and, and a lot to get used to and coping with the kids, I sort of thought, right, I just had to say, look, the businesses are shut. There's nothing I can do about that. There is nothing I can do. I just have to accept that that's the new reality. And I took a week or two to just kind of step back and do some things for myself that I'd been putting off. Like, sometimes just silly things like going through travel photos that were a year old that I hadn't had a chance to look through or, you know, connecting with friends and family overseas that I would never normally bother to do and just taking it easy and, you know, setting up our place for the kids, getting a paddling pool, like doing fun stuff with them. So I sort of had to just accept it was gone and try and um, focus on other things. 
but then like most entrepreneurs, you get itchy feet and you feel like, oh, I need to be doing something. Um, so I started to see, I joined a couple of Facebook groups. There's a lot of Facebook groups around escape rooms and those sorts of experiences and started to see this whole world of different escape room experiences that were being run from home or virtually, et cetera. And like, believe me, there's about six different types that are out there. I was confused myself to begin with. At the same time, being, um, you know, our head office in the UK, we are, the escape hunt group is part of a, a franchise. We were very fortunate that earlier in the year, I had run a massive offsite escape room for a, for a consulting firm in South Africa and in the Hunter Valley in Australia. And we had scrambled to build them this offsite game that they could facilitate themselves without us being involved. So we literally had a game almost ready to go, which had been tested by 400 people, et cetera, et cetera. So um, the, that experience got rolled out along with another one, um, which we've launched. And we had to get a whole new, I mean, our booking system couldn't handle selling downloadable games. So we had to get our Shopify website set up, all the stuff that we had to suddenly do that we'd never done before. Um, and um, yeah, I, I mean, essentially we set it up last week um, we've sold more than 100 games since. Um, it's not obviously replacing the income that we were getting before, but it's something and it's it's good margin business because the costs are very low. So we've done that. But then, you know, as you start reading about other things people are doing, well, that's just one arm of it. That's a downloadable escape game. People can play at home or via Zoom with their friends. Now what we're going to do is look at other ways of delivering a better experience and we're going to test on Saturday with one of our game masters who will physically go into our Sydney shop and we'll take a camera and we will be sitting at home and trying to solve that escape room via camera. And she's essentially going to be a robot or an avatar. And we're going to tell her what to do. Open that, look at that, show me that piece of paper, etc. So that's kind of what they call a virtual escape room. So we're going to try and launch that. And third, I'm now looking at drop shipping. I'm now looking at drop shipping escape room board games. I mean, we've got a big customer database. I can just blast them out and say, look, here are your three options. Download one, play at home, play one virtually, book a slot with us, or buy a board game that'll get delivered to you and play it with your friends as well. So we're looking at three different angles to pivot in this current situation. And I imagine once you can get some kind of structure around this and an ongoing revenue, this is something that has now opened up three or more avenues to revenue in addition to your physical presence, which will come back in time. That's exactly right. So I actually think we will keep these um, new, you know, these new channels or these new products, even when we do reopen again, because, you know, sometimes people live quite far away and they don't necessarily want to travel two hours to go into an escape room. So they can, there's different options. So absolutely, I agree. I think this will, could end up being, you know, a whole new series of revenue streams for us. That's fantastic. One of the things I've been talking about during this uh, COVID-19 uh, period in my COVID-19 business survival series is all about really four things, pause, think, engage, and innovate. And that's really exactly what you've been through. You took exactly what I went through. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, did, I definitely did that pause for a couple of weeks. And I, I would have sort of been not happy, but I could have managed, you know, we were able to freeze all of our business costs, essentially. Um, you know, there's a lot of government support, so we're able to keep our managers on and some of our staff. So we were kind of able to put businesses into a hibernation. And even if it lasted six months or 12 months, effectively, we think we'd be okay to come back. But as I say, you know, why just sit there and let that happen when there's, you know, 
even if even if we're only earning 10% of the income we were earning, it's still something and it's still a way of keeping your customer base engaged and keeping, you know, top of mind. So I'm, I'm doing a lot more Facebook, um, you know, brain teasers and riddles. And before we wouldn't bother as much with that. But now it's a way to keep that audience kind of keeping your brand in their mind as well. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure will be really inspiring to those with databases, with communities, and actually thinking how they can unlock the potential uh, and the excitement around the product by creating new ways for your for your customers to engage, which previously could have been a one or two or three experience, and you may now be keeping them for a far longer period of time engaged with your brand. So thank you yeah. so much, Rebecca, for sharing this with us. Uh, I hope it will inspire other micro business owners uh, around the world to pause, to think to engage and to innovate. Thank you so much for being on the Pivoters podcast today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And while I've got you here, why don't you come over and join us at Busy, the world's micro business, media and community platform. We'll help you transform your micro business into a mighty one.